Hi Church, really good to welcome you back to part four of our devotional journey through the remarkable book of Jonah. Today we want to look at God's grace, but let's catch up first with the story so far. Jonah encountered a massive storm as he tried to sail away as far as possible from God. Meanwhile, even the pagan sailors on the ship realized that it was Jonah's God who was behind the supernatural storm. After all, it is not possible to run away from him. And last time we joined Jonah in the belly of the fish, and we recognized that it was here, in this strictly confined place, that Jonah's escape had come to full halt, that he was dramatically forced to face God's head-on, and that this led to a spiritual awakening. I think this is such an important point that it is worth dwelling on for a moment. Countless Christians, including the likes of Abraham, David and Peter, have journeyed through suffering and failure. And then only when they reached the very bottom did they open up and learned how to completely depend on God. Or, to put it differently, you never realize that Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. As Jesus says in Matthew 10.39, those who find their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. So I wonder how this speaks to you, that we meet God in particularly powerful ways when we are at the bottom and broken. Going back to the story, here we are. But guess what? We are still in the belly of the fish and hence still in this utility room. And that is because it is here that Jonah, at the end of his remarkable prayer, where he describes his distress, where he admits to clinging to worthless idols, then states in verse 9 something very profound. In fact, some have called this central verse the heart of the entire Bible. Jonah states in verse 9, Salvation comes from the Lord. So what exactly is going on that Jonah suddenly proclaims in this prayer with shouts of grateful praise that salvation comes from the Lord? Well, Jonah discovers the glory of God here at the bottom and receives a deeper understanding of his need for grace. Even he, the successful prophet, had been full of anger, fear and prejudice because of his blindness to the reality of God's grace. He'd run away from this mystery of God's grace, but here, in the belly of the fish, experiences a breakthrough in his understanding. And of course, this realization and celebration of God's grace then sparks off his release. When Jonah ends his prayer, it says, And the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah out onto dry land. So I think that this means for us that we can now also leave this unpleasant utility room. So here we go. Anyhow, once Jonah was spat out onto the land, God spoke to Jonah for the second time, saying, Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. And this time Jonah follows God's command. He goes to Nineveh and became a fearless preacher. So arguably, 
The main purpose of God is to get Jonah to understand grace, that God gifts us with the love and compassion that we do not merit, that God saves us by divine mercy, whether we try and follow certain laws as Jonah did, or we break them as the people in Nineveh did, that God's grace is not based on performance principles. The problem is, if we are honest, that our hearts are struggling with this and want to believe the opposite. I think that Jesus understood very well that we are struggling to accept and grasp the concept of an unmerited gift. So he was basically telling one story after another to help us to, so that we might get it. Think of the Pharisee and the tax collector in Luke 18 or the laborers in the vineyard in Matthew 20. So I wonder what we can learn from this for our own journey with God. Surely, if the successful prophet Jonah failed to understand God's grace, this is certainly possible for us too. And like Jonah, it is likely that we are only a shadow of what we could be and should be whilst being on this earth. So maybe we need to recognize more often, daily really, that we live wholly by God's grace. And then we might begin serving the Lord, not in order to get anything from him, but just because we appreciate him, delight in him, and want to become a bit more like him. And what we might realize then is that the more we taste of God's wonderful grace, the more we can overcome our burden of self-righteousness and fear. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your love for us. It is the most wonderful gift ever. We pray to be less driven by our feelings and judgments. Instead, we want to delight you by loving others as we love ourselves and by living a life full of generosity, justice and righteousness. Amen. Thanks so much for joining and looking forward to seeing you soon.